0: Welcome to The Wine Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bowl of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Wine Down. I'm here with Scott, <laughs> and I'm Nick, and we're here at. Well, let's start with. Welcome back to 2021. We've had a long break over Christmas. Hey guys, it's lovely to be back with you. So Scott, where are we? And where? more importantly, I don't see a bottle. I see a glass. What are we drinking?
1: Well, this is interesting. So we, I could say we're in our boardroom, but we'll come to that later on. Yes. We, um, <laughs> well, yeah, we are back in the Dy Hotel, um, and uh, this is uh, going to be a good good talking point. But um, we're drinking some red wine. Um, We're always drinking red wine, but which wine are we drinking Ah, today? This is actually a Beresford.
0: A Beresford, okay. Yes. What do you know about them? Well, it's red.
1: Okay, cool. (laughs) And it's liquid, so it's awesome. (laughs) Have have our uh, requirements changed in 2021? No, no. This is actually quite a a good drop. Uh, It's uh, South Australian red. Um, This is the 2018. Now, we spoke about this one last year and it was the previous year's drop. So I thought, oh, let's just try the uh, the 2018 and see how it goes. And uh, you can tell there's a bit of a, a, little bit of a difference between the two, but um, this is coming along quite nicely. You can sort of sit here and drink this all day. In fact, that sounds like an interesting, sounds like here. an
0: awesome idea. Now, now, I know we always download, do the wine down in the pub, that's yes. the point of the wind down. But last year we did a couple of them in the office.
1: Yes, and look, we'll we'll come and talk about the uh, about the office in a in a minute. Yeah. So so today we're going to talk about something
0: called business resilience, and we've got a we've got a cracking example of that. So,
1: Scott, why don't you tell tell everyone the story? Okay. Look, well, I guess look, we were um, we were running along one day, and. Um, Business resilience is sort of an interesting concept. We were uh, we were in our office one day, and um, we actually had uh, four suites in a row in a sort of a, a serviced office group, uh, which was quite good for us. And um, one of the the um, other companies in there came in and said, "Hey, look, there's a there's a little crack in the wall." We were sort of look, oh, Hey, it's a it's a building. You got a crack? Yeah, okay, a little headline crack, whatever. That's a well, that's this is the reality. Right? Yeah, <laughs> this, this is how it is, and. Um, we said okay, whatever. We came back ten minutes later. Hey, the uh, the crack's a bit bigger. We go, what, what, what do you mean? He said, well, the, the crack it's it's bigger than it was. I said, what are you on? Come on. <laughs> anyway, and um, this is uh, that Jason was there. He was in the um, in the office, and he goes up with the guy and has a look. Mm-hmm. This this office was in the corner of the building, and lo and behold, the the crack was. Uh, and you look at it, and it's oh, that's a that's a decent crack. Okay. Then you hear this little grumble, grumble, and the crack becomes a little bit bigger. You sort of, (laughs) that's that's not good. (laughs) It's never good. So you start telling a few other people in the building, hey, there's this crack in the corner. It's getting bigger. Everyone's, oh, let's go look. And all of a sudden, all the people who are still in the building, about 20-odd people in the building, are off in this corner office watching this crack. Hey, you're right. There's a big crack. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. There's this crumbling and a bit of a noise, and all of a sudden, the crack's getting bigger again. It's sort of, oh, it's um, getting bigger. Hmm. Maybe this isn't the best
0: place to be. And um, for those of you watching on YouTube, you're going to see some photos of the crack right now while we're talking to you. For those of you listening, oh, good. unfortunately, good. you can't see photos. So yes. Scott will use his word see.
1: pictures. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm very good at that. So there was a, there was a very um, uh, quick decision made to perhaps uh, exit the building. Yep. Uh, really quickly and go outside. And that's where these photos came from. Uh, but what happened was the um, over the previous... Uh, the, Two to three months, they'd had been um, they'd demolished the building next door to uh, build an apartment block, which was all very well, you know, a bit of, you know, you knock the walls down, do this sort of thing, do whatever. Um, but the um, the building next door had been previously, well, had been built right up against the side wall of the building we were in. mm mm-hmm. Uh, and we were actually our officers were actually against this side wall, uh, and it seemed that over the years they'd poured concrete and whatever else down between the two, such that there was all this stuff stuck on the side wall when they pulled the old building down. So for four weeks over Christmas, they jackhammered and cut and chiselled and whatever else, all this stuff off, um, which was. Rather noisy and annoying, uh, to the point where we actually didn't have the wind down. Well, we didn't. We couldn't do wind downs <laughs> because it was so noisy in the office. The uh, the jackhammering and everything else. So we had to go somewhere else. So uh, this was uh, this is all very well, and look, the the um, demolition finished, and then the excavation started. Of the uh, they had to put some um, um, the piling down for the um, uh, for the new building. Uh, it seems, uh, from what we can tell, they've managed to undermine the footings of, our, of the building we were in, which caused ultimately a partial collapse of the building. Wonderful. Uh, so was <laughs> looking at the
0: photos, you can now see from the road into
1: people's offices. So. Yes, and by partial collapse, I don't just mean a couple of bricks have fallen off the wall. I mean, ka the whole thing came down in the back corner. Yep, and um, it took slabs with it and bits of yeah. floor fell off. And, 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 and then they deemed the building unsafe. Yeah, so we were looking at that going, oh, well, uh, as annoying as all this is, it's only the back sort of half that's (laughs) fallen down. Our stuff's in the front half. Maybe we could get in, but uh, uh, WorkSafe Australia was there, and no, no, you're not allowed in. It's actually not deemed a safe location. And we thought, it's all standing up. It can't be that bad. And we found out from the engineers a little later on that, yes, technically, while it was standing, uh, the slab was no longer attached to the wall. The slab had actually dropped about a foot inside the building and um, was just waiting for someone to come along and put a little bit of weight on one of the corners for the whole thing to go. So they've... um They've actually had a new demolition crew. I don't know why they didn't use the old one for any <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But they've had a new demolition crew come in to uh, remove um, the unstable parts of the building. Yep. I would say the old
0: demolition crew is incredibly effective at demolishing <laughs> buildings. <laughs> they were very, they were very not good. not precise. Yes. A
1: little bit too effective uh, for their own good and perhaps for their insurance company's liking. Um, but, um, yeah, so the new demolition crews come in. They've actually said, well, this... this old part of the wall that's just sitting here, it's not doing anything, uh, we need to really, like it's, if a bird lands on it in the wrong place, the whole thing's going to collapse, we need to knock that down. Having knocked the wall down, you can actually then go, oh, well, these slabs are just sitting here, we've got to knock that chunk of the slab down. Having knocked those chunks of the slab down, they've worked out, now the roof is not structurally sound because there's not enough supporting It's so we going to take the roof off have you taken the roof off they then worked out that the top floor was not structurally complete because there was no roof's crossbar <laughs> support so they're taking the top floor off um, There's about a third of the building left standing by this point. (laughs) And it doesn't look very stable. And when we go past it, I'm like, oh, that looks dodgy. If you get a chance to look at the photos, look at the photos. Um, You probably even search in, um, uh, just on the internet, for a crow's nest building collapse, and you'll see some nice little videos that a few other people did. There was a helicopter that came over while the thing was actually going on. But uh, it was was an experience. It was an experience. Uh, We didn't get anything back. Actually, no, that's not true. Uh, We... um, we There's managed some, just some wet ju- stuff. <laughs> yeah, just uh, yeah. Now, to be fair, we, we were in the cloud, uh, majority of our uh, things. So we, we had things like monitors and keyboards and mice and desks. Well, actually, the Lego desks, models. But, uh, yes, uh, le- Lego models from and um, some uh, bottles of wine and things like that, which was a bit annoying, but at the end of the day, not life-stopping sort of stuff Um, but other uh, companies in there who had not moved to the cloud were sort of people with paper
0: losing everything it was really scary so so i think that brings us to the point you know if if we'd have sat down say three years ago and I'd have said, Scott, there's going to be a global pandemic, and everyone's going to have to work from home. You'd, yeah, you'd probably have laughed at me. You go out. Oh, Nick's trying to sell disaster recovery. I'd probably it, ask for whatever you're on, and I'll have a glass of it too. Yeah, but but if I'd have said there was a global pandemic, and the minute you go back to work, your building would collapse, you'd, you'd, <laughs> you'd, you'd think I was really smoking something, wouldn't you? Well, <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's it's sort of a strange set of events. So for for anyone that sort of says, "Oh, look, this sort of stuff can't happen to me," um, you know, why do I need to worry about any of this? Well, I tell you what, it, it does, and it did. It does. Um, it does. 't it did. So, so look look the building's collapsed we can't
0: go in there there's a whole bunch of things the wind down's fine because we yes. can do that from the pub. How is your
1: business operating you know what's it doing how's it working uh, look it's, it's actually been very interesting we've um, first of all we were largely remote anyway, due to COVID. So look, COVID's there, COVID's come along. And as for everyone, we've been working from home. So we made sure that we were set up from home. We were already working for the cloud. Our entire business model was centered on the cloud in the first place. So that was pretty good. Um, having said all that, there's little quirks and pieces that we sort of, uh, that would be good. We've lost a bit of visibility over that. Oh no, not so much. And th- there wasn't actually that much that we missed, which sort of makes me wonder why we had the office space the first time. Um, I think that's a question because yes. the office space is expensive. When we're looking for
0: new offices, we've at, we had a really good deal. I'm sure yeah. that was nothing to do with demolition next door. But, no. but no, no. We, we had a great deal, and, and now we are looking for stuff. So, so, yeah, I know we've got yeah we've got a young guy in the office who's just started work, and it's his first job. Um,
1: how are we how are we giving him the team culture? Actually, that's a that's a good point. Yes, we we hired um, a, a junior. Look. Three weeks, I think, before this. (laughs) Uh, Great timing. And part of this was um, you, you can get people with the right attitude... Um, but you've really got to be there to do the mentoring, to help them out, to show them, look, this, this is how this is how our processes work, this is how we handle this, um, this is what a support call looks like, or this is why how this IT system works, and you know, go play with it, but let's look at how you're going to be talking to the clients, how you actually complete work and that sort of thing, and that becomes difficult when you're not there with the person.
0: It does. It does. So we manage to get together once a week, and I think we should yes. do a plug for the
1: venue that's helping us do that. I, so why don't why don't we mention them? I, I would say th- thank you to the, uh, the, the Crow's Nest Hotel, uh, which we'll do a future wind down again from, who uh, graciously let us have their boardroom once a week to get all of our people together in one place. And they do that for free? Um, they, they gave us the boardroom for free. Having said that, we did buy lunch and drinks and everything else. And I think they got the better... They could have got re- the better end of the day. Re- resolved. Resolved. You could be right. But I would say, though, that a, a, a working location where they bring you drinks and food all day uh, is very good. It's not so bad, is it? But it does have its sort of, after a while, oh, they're bringing this drink and food
0: all day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I'm trying to lose weight at the moment, so, so I just come in for half a day. Um, <laughs> so, so how well do you think that works, just getting together once a week with the team, Scott?
1: Oh, look, it's... It, it, it's it's good and it's it's I think the bare minimum in reality. We need to be uh, the, and it's the same for the working from home scenario. It, it does work, but you need to be with your team. You need to be communicating effectively. We, we're on teams and we certainly talk to each other. But at the um, at the same time, uh, it's there's nothing to be said for hey here are a group of people around a table really driving into an issue or having a chat about that. Cool. So 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 everyone's working
0: from home the business didn't miss a support call you haven't dropped a beat all sorts of things have worked well why do you think it's worked so well what are are the magic things that you know tribe tech did to protect its business that you think people on listening to the podcast can learn from
1: yeah so i think we we purposely designed our systems and our processes to be able to work uh remotely and to be able to work from the internet we weren't it wasn't that we had existing processes in place that we had to sort of work out how's this going to happen, how do we make this change and so forth. Um, that was good. Uh, I will say that even, you know, uh, one moment the office is there, the next it's not. We didn't drop a beat in the operation of the business. Uh, there, there was a, a bit of extra work and some things we had to do, but a single support call didn't go astray. Uh, uh, all the invoices went out, <laughs> mm-hmm. which was uh, That's important. Which is very good. Yes, yes. Um, what else? Um I think that's. The, the, there was I think nothing. Nothing. Custom, critical customer to the service worked as well. You it, know it the did.
0: customers. If we didn't tell them, and uh, trust me, we've been telling everybody about this. Yes. but If we didn't <laughs> tell them,
1: it it wouldn't. It, nobody would have known. No. Um, and we also, and to be fair on on the clients as well, we we have been talking to them and said, look, if you've noticed any difference, and they've said, oh, actually, we didn't notice yeah. the event happened. Uh, so oh, that's that's good. That's good. So um, we've been able to run remotely which has been great uh, so do you think covid helps right because we did mm. that whole work from home thing a couple of
0: times especially me in the northern beaches um <laughs> so do you think that's helped i and
1: i certainly see it has yeah look i, th- I think the um I-, I saw the comment um oh, a little while ago now that, that covid has driven like 10 to 20 years of innovation in some companies in two months yeah uh whereas they were previously running they had a working model it it, it worked they they knew that Whatever it is they did, they could produce the outcome. Uh, The tried and true process wasn't the most efficient. Perhaps not. Was it the most up-to-date? Probably not, but it certainly generated the outcome and they knew their business. Uh, This has now forced a lot of businesses to actually focus on that and look at it and going, you know what, we could actually be a lot more efficient than that with a bit of time and effort spent on doing it. And now we've got this driver that says, that old process, it's not going to work anymore. We've
0: got to change. No. So, so the, the biggest thing for me, and, and we live in New South Wales in Australia, and, and they've got mm. that awesome contact tracing. Our government has an app, which everybody has to have, and every time you go somewhere, you check in yes. using a QR code. I remember a couple of years ago going to an event and I had a QR code on my business card and nobody knew how to use it. People were actually coming and rather writing down their name and email address on a piece of paper than using a QR code. But now I could go to that event and everyone go click 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 and off they go. You know, so that kind of innovation has spread, at least in New South Wales. I know in other bits of the world they don't have that kind of contact tracing at all.
1: No, I think everyone here now knows how to use the camera function on their phone, how to scan a QR code and how to actually go and tap on a response. And this comes down to, I guess, how do we design our applications? How easy are they to use? Uh, Because we've now trained the entire population on how to use modern technology to achieve a result. Yeah, I, I think we're shipping applications as QR codes, or at least
0: linked to things. I think yeah. it's super important now. I think that'll work well. So, like, we're, we're a year... And, and I see a massive security issue there, by the way. Because, um, <laughs> honestly, you could put a you know, click uh, click on this QR code awesome thing on a lamppost and everybody would be go off QR coding it to it, going to your malware site. So we do need to watch that.
1: Well, we, we talk about websites getting hacked or defaced or... and content change where there's links to ads that go to malware sites and things like that. I was just thinking about this. What's what's stopping someone coming along and taking the sign-in page at some of these venues and saying I'm going to change that QR I'll code to, something else. to put my own version of that in there.
0: So, so for us in New South Wales it's different because we now have to use the New South Wales a service, New South Wales app, yes. which isn't a QR code that takes you to a website. It's got different data in it that the app uses. So that's a bit more secure. But before, when it was just linking you to a website to put your details in, they could have been sending you anywhere. So, no, I get that. So, moving on, because I, yes. I want to make this one, it's our first one back for 2021. I want to make it nice and tight and quick and awesome, because I'm in that kind of mood. Yeah. Working from home. Working from home. A year on.
1: A year on. Well, He's it's not as if we have much choice at the moment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no um it look i think it's effective it's produced a very interesting working sort of regime where i think people tend to be working closer to like the the 24 7 concept but not all day every day Mm. you may end up doing a bit in the morning a bit in the afternoon and in between you may go off and do something at a personal level you may end up taking half a day off but you know that the following day, you end up cut recovering that, or it's it, it's getting closer to what are the outcomes that you're producing. Not so much what are you doing every minute, and are you there? I guess unless you're in a direct frontline sort of role. Yeah, and I think both of us, or, are, and you know, we've
0: had conversations about this for years, saying I'd like to measure people on their output, yes. not on
1: how long they sit on a seat. Yeah, that's just it. I'd, I'd rather look at if I know that here's a block of work, it's going to take you know three or four days to do. Great. If I come back in you know, a in a week, I know it's done and something else is happening. Yep. I don't really care too much about the micromanagement part, as long as it's done, it's done properly. Yeah. So so we've we've moved on. So I remember
0: you know 2003, um, I ran a business out of the out of our garage on the Central Coast, and um, we went away for two weeks. And the day we went away, somebody chopped the phone line. Oh, and we had our exchange server sitting there. And we went. I think we went on a cruise. Like we we're totally uncontactable. And for two weeks, nobody got email in the company because because we <laughs> ran it that way. The the cloud has really changed this, right? Without having you know, Office 365 and a bunch of apps in the cloud, you know, there are people in some places who haven't been able to go to their office for eight nine months, mm. like, even to fix a hard disk. So,
1: and I was I was speaking on um, some um, to some of our US vendors um, and their management teams. And uh, one of the CEOs I was talking to said, look, I haven't been back into our office in nine months. And this is the CEO of a global company. Um, They're they're not the biggest in the world, but they're not the smallest either. They're they're a decent size and um, they're based in Seattle. And all of a sudden you're thinking, hang on, this person hasn't. They're running the entire global organization from there. Well, yeah, bedroom or wherever well, it was there were.
0: You know, back in 2000, I worked for Microsoft in Seattle and I ran a virtual team globally. Um, and most of the people there I never, ever met. And we got on really well and we did loads of projects and it worked really well. And and I came, I remember coming back to Australia in 2002 and went, this is the way we should work. We should be able to pull skills from wherever we want and work as if we're a single team. It's taken a global pandemic 20 years later to actually make that happen yes. in the mainstream when it, when it should have happened before. So... That's the cloud. So now, I'm going to preempt, and I, I did this last year, but I still, I can feel it's coming. The great backup debate is mm. is, is in well, our actually, timeline. We're going to do that. It is,
1: but let me, let me just I'll throw one little thing in there, there quickly go. before we get there. Um, I think, and is it, here's a prediction for the next year, maybe even two years. I think everybody now has got this concept of cloud, yep. and more or less what it is. I think we're now going to start seeing the quality of cloud. Yep, and it's going to move from yes, I can have public cloud, which is the Azure, the AWS, that sort of thing. Yep, and I know that there uh, there are private clouds out there with certain providers and whatever that can provide me hosted servers or bare metal servers or whatever it is I've got to do. I think we're going to now start to see all the little smaller providers that have got hey, I've got three servers in a bathtub somewhere. Uh, therefore, I've got a cloud. <laughs> yes, and they I, might not survive. Right? That's a real example, by the way. <laughs> um, uh, as depressing as it was, uh, they're they're going to actually start to see what is our DR strategy. What is mm-hmm. yeah? When we start to talk about expandability and uh, infinite elasticity yeah. and measured service yes. and all those cloud features. That's just it. These, these concepts of I'm in the cloud because I've taken my server, I've taken an image of it and just shoved that image in the cloud. It, it, it doesn't cut it anymore. I think we're really going to start to see the drill down on the, are you using the proper SaaS-based cloud applications to get your efficiency? Mm-hmm. Or if you just move your problems to the cloud and say... I'm in the cloud, therefore I'm good. Yeah, no, good, good point. And that's, I think, how things mature
0: anyway. You know, mm. it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I've moved from Novell to Windows, so I'm good. And <laughs> there's a lot more to it than that, so you're dead right. Uh, so no now into my backup debate conversation. The backup debate. The backup yes. debate. Oh, with, with everything, yes. before you start, with everything in the cloud. Yes. Do I need to
1: back up? Do you need... I'll tell you what. Um, let, let me give you a thought about that. Yesterday, we were... Um, back at our, well, back at the old construction site or demolition site that was the office. Um, to say, hey, look, out of interest, um, have you managed to dig anything out of the rubble? And, uh, you yeah, know, one of the, um, the the managers there said, oh, yes, we found your data. And I said, oh, really? Well, this will be interesting. <laughs> and he goes and pulls out this hard drive, and we've got a picture of this in the, in the video as well. Um, it's a... It's a hard drive that a building has collapsed on. Uh, it's been rained <laughs> on. It's it's been rained on. It's been hit by bricks. It's been whatever else, and it's been sitting cracked and sort of bent in half. It's a bit of a like a flat V-shaped hard drive. And if you shake it around, it goes clack, 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 clack. <laughs> <laughs> but he said, oh, "Don't worry, I got your data back. All good." So, ah, that's excellent. So you um, probably need to back up, right? So yeah, <laughs> if we can. Can we back this up? Was this important data? Um, and that's that's the thing that uh, I think, ultimately, you do need to back up your data just for the sake of it. You can't always rely upon someone else to have a copy of it. Yep. Uh, and if you do, you'll probably be okay most of the time. But at the same point, who would have predicted global pandemic followed by building collapse? Yeah, you're dead right. Um, and
0: that's, that's an interesting, you know, wind up to the wind down. So, um, yes. Scott lovely to be back in the saddle. It's, it's nice to be back on the wind down. I hope you enjoy listening to it um, and if you're watching it online I hope you enjoy watching it as well. Yes. Um, uh, all that's left for me to say is we're going to see you next week um, finally. Look at this. Yes, that. We're, we are back for another year of riveting podcast. Riveting podcast all about technology but it's been super having you along. But thank you
1: uh, to our four listeners. Thank you to our four
0: listeners and, uh, four <laughs> listeners and uh, he's lying. There's more than that's, that. That's There's right. five or something. Five. I think we have to use a second hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope you have a fantastic day. Give Bye now. Bye. Bye.